So listen, I'm sitting here with AJ Dunk, all-around talent. The man could do anything, okay? He could show up. He could do a monologue. He could do a tight five. He could do an hour show, okay? He could sit there and make a toast at someone else's wedding. You know what I'm saying? The man has got talent. He writes. He creates. He tells jokes. He does improv comedy. He does it all. He's basically an entertainer's entertainer. And that's why I'm excited to be here with him today. Welcome to another episode of I Can't Make This Up. Like he said, my name is AJ Dunk, spelled all caps. You can find me at www.ajdunk.com. From there, you got my Facebook, my Instagram, my Twitter. It's all located at www.ajdunk.com. And then, if you don't feel like you, you, you get a little confused on where to go or whatever, everything is AJ Dunk. Just look it up. That's me. If it's not AJ Dunk, it's AJ Dunk all caps. The only exception is my Snapchat, which I barely use, but I still have one. And the name on there is Wet Laugh. Besides that, everything else is AJ Dunk. Now, I have a special guest here. I consider all my guests to be special. If they're taking the time out of their day to be on an episode of I Can't Make This Up, how can you not consider that to be special? Time is priceless, so I appreciate that. So, guest, if you would, please introduce yourself. Well, this is Soren Abraham, uh, sometimes spell all caps, sometimes regular, whichever way you want to spell it, you know <laughs> what I'm saying, whichever way you want to do it. <laughs> and uh, I'm very excited here because, you know what, I love the whole process of creating something. I think that collaborating with other creators is a phenomenal, phenomenal thing to do. And I'm excited today to be collaborating with AJ. So, I have done a bunch of stuff from photography to comedy to improv to business to all around. Whatever I like to do, I figure out how to make money at it. So I feel like I have a pretty good life. So I feel like I have a pretty good life. I have done a bunch of stuff from photography to comedy to improv to business to all around. Whatever. So I feel like I have a pretty good life. Wow. 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 Well, well said. Well said. <laughs> that is a very good um, introduction to who you are. Thank you. We'll see where we go from there. Now, if you would, could you give me a word, a phrase um maybe a, a a text message or something that's like going to inspire a story that I'm going to tell you has happened that I cannot make up. All right? The word is the beach. The beach. Oh man. All right. So there are at times during college. There was one time in college we were having a party. We had a college party. I was there with my friends and we're all there and we're drinking and everything else. And then it's around like two, maybe three o'clock in the morning. And then one of my friends is just like, yo, let's go to the beach. And I'm like, say word. And they was like, yeah, you want to go to the beach? I was like, all right, let's go to the beach. So 
four of us, four or five of us, packed in the car, drove from Rutgers Camden to Atlantic City, three o'clock in the morning, and we went to the beach, played football, went in the water, all that, came back, and then that was our day. That was what kicked it off. We did these beach trips once a year, just randomly, like, yo, do you want to go to the beach? One time, earlier in the night, I was talking to my friend, and he was just like, we were like, yeah, what time you got to go to work? He's like, yeah, I got to be there at 8 or something. It was, I think it was 8, 8 or 9. It was a pretty early time. And he got drunk and, like, was, like, damn near blackout. So everybody just randomly that happened to be the night was like, yo, do you want, yo, we going to the beach? And he was all like, yeah. So we got him in the car, sat him in the front seat. We drove to the beach. He was asleep the whole time. When we got there, we were on the beach and everything. All of a sudden, our phone rang, and he was like, yo, please tell me you're joking. <laughs> he woke up, didn't realize how he got from the party to the beach. We had to get him back <laughs> in time for work. So that's what the beach makes me think of, random beach trips that I could not make up. <laughs> nice. Well, that sounds like. A great tradition that everyone should do. Take random trips. Makes your life more exciting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, they all ended up being good good memories. There was no time that I went to the beach that I was really like, man, we should not have gone. I agree. You know what? How can you go wrong? Sand, bikinis. You know what I'm saying? You could Well, not at 2 a.m. Not, not at 3 a.m. Hey, listen, depends <laughs> it's where sand. you are. If you're it's half of it, not if the bikinis. If you're in Ibiza, you know what I'm saying? Oh, the party's always okay. going. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I got a new new goal, baby. I got a new goal. There That's we go. Right. That's what That's I'm saying. Right. Thank you. Ibiza's on the bucket list. Now, let's say that you uh, let's say that you were with us on the and we're coming back from the beach. We're on this beach trip. We're on the way back. And we're just like, man, like, yo, we're trying to stay awake. Yo, let's. Let's watch something. Yo, pull up a movie on the pull up a movie, Soren. Pull up a movie on your on your phone or something. And you pull up your movie. What is the name of your movie? My movie's called The Optimist's Universe. The Optimist Universe. That's my movie. The Optimist Universe. Yep. Okay. All right. What's the trailer looking like? The trailer's looking like this. Sometimes things go well, sometimes they don't. But you know what? You can't affect what life does to you, but you can affect how you react to it. So if you react in a positive way, guess what? Your life is going to be 10 times better than all those people that act like victims all the time. Act like you're the hero and the star of your movie, and most of the time, you'll be the hero and the star in your movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I just have to point out that one man is sitting here with his mic with the microphone. He's look he's looking like he's speaking to millions of people. <laughs> I'm always speaking to millions of people. Sometimes they're actually listening. Sometimes they're not. But I'm putting the message out. So, all right. So, would it be like, uh, would it be all good things that are happening in the movie? Or there's like, all right, boom, something popped up. And it's like, okay, how do I react to it? No, there's ups, there's downs. But you know what? It's like this, right? There's chaos and clarity. You can't affect what the universe is going to do. Things are going to happen, both good and bad. But what you can affect is what you do to react. I'll give you a perfect example. You know, five years ago, my father passed away, okay? This is not a positive thing. Everyone has to deal with loss in their life. But what I did was, at the end, I put him in hospice care where instead of crazy machine noises and all those hospital crazy sounds, he was in a private room where it's zen sounds, where it was just like, 
peaceful for the last three days of his of his time here on earth. Then afterwards, I rented an art gallery. I didn't have a normal funeral. I rented an art gallery. And in this art gallery, I did a celebration of his life. And I had everyone he knows come there, bring his favorite foods, his favorite desserts, and get up and tell a positive story of a great time they had with him so they could remember him in a way that he would want to be remembered as something, someone that brought joy to other people's lives. So I made it a celebration of his life. So I'm saying you can't affect what the universe does, but you can affect how you react to it. There you go. Okay. All right. Mm. Uh-oh. People better be lined up to watch uh, Optimus Universe. That's okay. right. Coming to a theater near you. It's coming soon. Don't be confused with Miss Universe. Okay. Uh, 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 mm. This is the Optimus Universe. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, let's transition right into the next segment. All right. So let's do it. could you think of a time when somebody looked at you and judged you, not knowingly, and then you were just like, yo, don't try to play me? Yep. Great story I got for that. So at one point, I used to work in a lot of nightclubs. I used to produce events, uh, product launches, fashion shows, all sorts of stuff like this. But the thing is that most people that work in that field of producing parties are just people that were like the thir- the party thrower at your dorm became the promoter at the club mm-hmm. so they usually went right from throwing parties at the dorm to throwing parties at the club and usually they don't know that much about business because the business they know about is getting drunk and you know waking up somewhere they don't know how to got there yep so <laughs> i did you know nightclub business but i also happened to go to business school so because i went and got an mba Okay, I was working. Oh, flex, flex. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to flex. So basically, all it does is just make people feel better about, you know, investing in your projects because they feel like, well, he went to some school for this. So I feel better about, you know, investing in his projects. So what would happen is I would go to these places and I'd have meetings. And then the club owners would always try to get over on me and the people that were doing the event because they thought we don't know anything about business. We're just going to tell these guys whatever we want, get over and then steal their money. That's mm-hmm. what they were trying to do. So they would sit there and start preaching to us. They'd be like, well, you know, in business, they do this, 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 and this. And they would just talk down to us, right? And I would let them finish, nodding my head the whole time. And at the end, I'd be like, you know what? I put my finger up. Like, I have one question. Okay, one question. (laughs) They'd be like, yeah. Like, almost rolling their eyes. Like, okay, what do you want? Mr. Doesn't know anything about business. And I'd say, listen, did you go to business school? And they'd be like, no. And I would say, well, I did. And you know what? While I was there, I had strep throat for 10 days. And I said, during that 10 days, I always wondered what they taught me. Because what you said, I never heard while I was there. So I'm thinking maybe your thing was what they were teaching us while I was sick. Because what you did was you took three different concepts. And then I would break down the technical terminology of the three things they try to piece together that don't go together. I'd be like, oh, you said this, but normally it would go with that. And you said this, but normally it would go with that. And you said this, but normally it would go with that. So therefore, I never knew you could combine those three things. So maybe there's some new thing that they taught as, you know, like remix, the business remix week that I missed while I had strep throat. So maybe that's what's going on. I'm not sure. That's what I would ask them. <laughs> Ah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> and that's real, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Baruch College, baby. MBA program. <laughs> ah, so that's what happens. So listen, people. Next time you try to play somebody, you better slow down a little bit and think about it. Yep. <laughs> because, yep. You uh, never know who you're talking to. <laughs> yeah, it's, that is a thousand point three trillion billion percent true. You never know who is who. All right, man, that's funny. 
<laughs> I bet you he was quiet. What did he yep, say after yep. that? No, they were like, oh, uh, well, you know, what, what was your idea? <laughs> then all of a sudden things changed. <laughs> They're like, plot twist, plot twist. <laughs> That's how it goes. All right. Now we're going to go right into one word. Okay, let's do it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a word or a phrase. Your response can only be one word. All right? Okay. Now, the last word that I give you, I'm going to tell you it's the last word. You give me one word. After that, you can explain that one. You can't explain the rest of them, but you can explain the last one. All right. Let's do it. All right. Okay. Here we go. New York City. Awesome. Swirls. Ice cream. Confidence. 100%. Um, 7-Eleven Slurpees. Large. Weeks. 52. Color. Red. Number. 7. Oh my gosh, I don't know what to order. I maybe I will. Cereal. <laughs> okay. Uh team. Work. Okay. Family. Celebrated. AJ Dunk spelled all caps. Innovator. Okay. Uh let's see what else do we have? Transformers. Great. Um, less lemon. Less. Okay. All right, and this will be the last one. I'll tell you the word or the phrase. You tell me your one-word answer. All right. Then I'll ask you to explain. Okay. Okay. Soren. Optimist. Okay, back on Optimus. Now tell me why. And I don't want to hear the movie trailer. No, listen, <laughs> the reason why is this, right? Because a lot of times, you know, because I don't have a normal nine-to-five job, I have to sit there and create something out of nothing. So basically some days I'll just watch a whole day of Netflix, you know, and that's fine. But I need to sit there and have a positive state of mind in order to just pay the rent in order to get anything done. So really, I feel like one of the biggest advantages that people overlook in life when they're teaching their kids things or just in general life is being optimistic, expecting a good result is so important because a lot of times people defeat themselves. You know, if you think you can't do it, then you absolutely cannot do it. That's true. So basically, if you cannot visualize yourself having the result you want, you will never get that result. So basically, your brain is the first step of the thousand mile journey. If you cannot click that switch and tell yourself, you know what? There's no reason why I can't do this, whether it's this week, this year, five years from now, 10 years from now. It doesn't matter how long. Yeah. But for it to ever happen... You need to believe it can happen first. And the best way to believe it can happen is to be optimistic about yourself and your future. That is so true. That is so true. That's so true. And I and I consider myself to be pretty optimistic, especially towards others. At times, pessimism pops in and every once in a while and takes a peek. But, yeah, optimism, it's like you, you got to be. Because if you're sitting there all pessimist, 
and stuff, it's just going to harm you in, in, the, in the long run. It's just like you're not going to get anywhere. Let me tell you something. One of the great lessons I've learned is that if you no longer feel like a victim, that cures 90% of the things that you carry around with you, the baggage with you. Because a lot of people say, oh, because my parents, my school, I got bullied, this happened, that happened, my boss, whatever, my boyfriend, girlfriend, all these things, they keep blaming the world. No, just say, okay, that happened. Maybe it was a good thing, maybe it was a bad thing, but now I can move past it because I'm way more than what that person thinks of me or than my job or than anything else. You are a wonderful, amazing being, and you need to celebrate yourself. You need to, you are the product, and you need to sell that product to yourself first mm. before you sell it to anyone else. If you don't believe in that product, yep. no one else will either. That's so right. that's why I feel like you need to just have that state of mind. That's right. So, so be confident. Confident. Say it with confidence. Absolutely. Ugh. Ooh, let them feel it. That's let right. Them know what's going 80% on. Eighty percent of the game is confidence. Feel that confidence in your stomach, in your belly. You know what you should do? Instead of thinking the universe is out to get you, why don't you look at it like this? Why can't the universe be out to try to help you? Right. You know what? You know what? This is what I say. If I ever, and I hope it never happens, I eat well and you know work out. But if I ever get to the point where I got delusions, you know, people in old age sometimes that happens. I want to be the guy that instead of thinking all these people out to get me, I want to be like, wow, I was just at this crazy party and Angelina Jolie was there and all these people and it was amazing. This time, I want to have that type of visual. I want my brain to automatically go to a happy place. Yeah. There you go. That's what I'm talking there about. There you go. And and what he's trying to say is Angelina Jolie wouldn't really be there. He would think she I'm was saying there. instead of, you know what? I've had a situation with my dad in the last few years of his life where he I just understand. kept thinking people were out to get him because yeah. he, you know, he was in that stage and a lot of people get dementia at the end. Yeah. But the thing is, he always thought, oh, they're trying to make my bedroom into a library and make me homeless. Oh, these are the types of things. And he would really believe that's happening. Yeah. You know what? I say if you're going to get to that point, which I hope no one ever does, and I hope I don't get there, but if you do, your brain should already be trained to go to positive outcomes. So therefore, if your brain imagines stuff, it should, you should train it like any other muscle to try to imagine positive things. There you go. Prepare for the worst, but plan for the best as well. Don't just be like, it's not going to work out. You go on that job interview. It's not going to work out. You go on that date. It's not going to work out. If you have that mentality before you leave the house, it's not going to work out. It's not going to work out. So why don't you think of like, hey, you know what? I'm just as good, smart, smart, funny, intelligent, whatever, as the next guy or girl. So why shouldn't it work out? That's how you should go. Yeah. Why shouldn't it work out? Let that's, me give it my best shot. That's some optimism for you. Mm, there we go. go. That, mm, mm, you can feel that one. I felt that. <laughs> I, I felt that one. All right. Now it's time to go to what happened. All right. I'm going to make up a hypothetical scenario. Okay. And you're going to explain how we got there. Okay. Let me see. Okay. Let's try it. All right. All right, Mr. Optimism. Let's see. Let's see how this All one right. works out. Here we go. Okay. We're sitting on a bench. Okay. All right. We're in the park. We're sitting on the bench. I'm sitting down, and I have a KKK outfit on, but but it is African colors. Okay. It's like the kente cloth, okay? All right. I have a camouflage bandana on, and I am holding a photo album okay 
you're sitting next to me. You have a like uh, a crossword puzzle looking type shirt. All right. You have on shorts and you have on golf shoes. Okay. Now to recap, I'm sitting down. I have a KKK outfit on. That's Kente cloth. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have a camouflage bandana on and I have a photo album with me. You're sitting next to me. You have a crossword puzzle type shirt on. You have on shorts and you have on golf shoes. A person walks up, looks at you, looks at me, looks back at you and asks, what happened? Obviously, obviously, since we're both big fans of Dave Chappelle, this is our (laughs) homage to his black white supremacist skit that I thought was one of the most classic, amazing things ever done in the world of comedy, where now he's got a black guy as a white supremacist. So basically, it just shows the ridiculousness of it. So that's what we're doing. We're doing our own version, our homage to the great Dave Chappelle, showing people this is the new version of the black white supremacist sketch. For our TV show, which we're obviously going to have at the time. That's what's going on. (laughs) And your outfit's just regular? My outfit (laughs) is just regular because I am right now coming there for dress rehearsal. You are way more method than me. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I bring the outfit on the day of the shoot. But you, because you're dedicated, you're a perfectionist, you brought the day of the shoot outfit because to you, a dress rehearsal you need to dress like the part. So there you go. You're just a little <laughs> bit more method than me. That's all that is. <laughs> all right. <laughs> the funny thing is, too, I was watching season one yesterday, mm-hmm. but I was not watching that sketch at all. I was watching Trading Spouses. Um. <laughs> Dave Chappelle is awesome. I think, you know, he was like, before they try to get money involved, it's like Lauren Hill says. Uh, it's funny how money changed the situation. Mm-hmm. You know what? They should just left them alone. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> they should just left them alone. Let them do his thing. They should just like like the way Lil Wayne records a hundred songs a year, and they decide what to put out. They should just had Dave Chappelle just sit there and just let him just keep going, 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 going until he ran out of stuff, and then say, you know what? Now you got five seasons worth of stuff. Now we're gonna put it out. That's yep. what I think. That's just my opinion. But I'm saying I think it would have been much better. Oh, man. That's some funny stuff. <sighs> All right. So that was a hypothetical story. Okay. All right. So now what I need for you to do is supply us with a story that you cannot make up. All right. Now, it can be inspired by any of the things that we spoke about earlier, which is all this optimism. Uh it can be inspired by something during one word. It can be inspired by the beach. Only thing that I ask is that it's a story that you cannot make up. Like even, like you, I would have to be there in order to kind of believe this story. Right, right. Okay. So. Now, when you tell this story, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to listen. But once you're done, I'm going to ask questions just to make sure and like check this story Oh like yeah, to find the parts. Well, let me tell you something. This story, I love this story because it's inspired by the beach. It's a spring okay. break story. All right. And as spring spring break stories go, this one is quite a crazy story. So all right, I'm gonna. There's two things. I'm put here my seatbelt on, and I'm gonna this, enjoy the ride. This is one of those seatbelt stories because let me tell you something. So, number one, 
you need to know that at the time I was 21 and everyone I went to spring break with was 20. So I was the only one that was allowed to rent the car. Mm. Otherwise, they would have to pay three times as much. So the car and the insurance for the car that we rented, the convertible, was only in my name. That's number one. And number two, we went to spring break and I don't drink. I just, this is my personal choice. So basically, I was able to be kind of lucid for a lot of the story where most of the people in the story were, you know, really far gone at the time the story was going on. Okay. So I'm going to break down the gotcha. story for you. I'm Here following. we go. It's a three part. It's a three part story. Yeah, I'm following. I'm just, I'm just. Stirring my questions now. That's why okay, I'm all right. back. Listen, I got so, I'm, I'm here strapped we go. in. Here we go. So, we went to Florida for spring break. And we did three things during this time. They were so insane. And I'll break them down for you in a second. That we actually saw them have hearings about stopping to do spring break in Florida. And three out of the five examples that they gave in court were three things that we did. And you're sure you want to tell this one? I'm thinking, you know, it's been a while. <laughs> all right. All, all right. the names and locations will not be directly divulged. <laughs> okay, so hopefully right. we should be fine. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Here we go. So number one, we stayed at this giant resort hotel. And what would happen is they would let you after 6 p.m. drive your car on the beach. So what would happen is I would take the car. And every day at 6.05, I would take it to the beach and I would put two wheels. You know, like when you're on the sand where there's like the wet part of the sand and the yeah. dry part of the sand. Yeah. So basically, I would put two wheels, the right two wheels on the dry part of the sand okay. and the two wheels on the left side on the wet part of the sand. So I would wait until the waves came in. So the water was all the way in. Then I would get the car up to about 40 miles an hour. And then when I got to 40 miles an hour, where like I'm already like kind of doing like a little wing on the side with the water, mm -hmm. I would pull the parking brake, cut the wheel as hard as I could, and the car would just start spinning, spinning, spinning. And so everyone from their balconies would be like cheering, like, yeah, you know, like, like loving it, right? <laughs> so I did this like the 6 p.m. show. I did this three days in a row because I was completely sober and I never took the two wheels off the dry part. So I was like, this way I can't get the car pulled into the ocean because I'm good. Okay. But the thing is that there was five of us and all five equally chipped in for the car. Mm. Car was $500. We each put $100 in. Now, my friends that love to kind of partake in all sorts of partying, they were watching this. And everyone, when we would go out later, would be like, hey, are you the guy that did the thing with the car? Blah, blah. So they want to get some attention too. They're like, we all paid for the car. Why should you be the only one that gets to have fun with it in the water? Yeah. So. To my friends, I take the car keys. I tell them, listen, I'm the only one on the insurance. So if you guys, you know, mess this up, it's on you. But they were like, they didn't care. Okay. Take the car. They go there. They're doing the thing. Two wheels in the dry part, two wheels in the wet part. Okay, so far, so good. They used it a few times. But now the people cheering, cheering, cheering. They get spurred on. They did three, four times. The last time they decide, you know, they're going to go do a really big one. Hmm. So now, as they start moving, the water is receding. So now they start trying to chase the wave. And so now the car is about 40 feet into the wet part. So the whole thing, oh, so the water's shit. all the way out and they're trying to chase it. And all of a sudden mm. the waves come in and the car goes up like probably four or five inches in the air, jumps the wave and it's like, D -d 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 -d, it's floating now. Now, these guys were so inebriated at the time that they're in a convertible, but they panicked. So they opened the doors to get out. <laughs> <laughs> So now the car is flooding and starting to go in the water. 
We all run out there. It took like, I don't know how many, over a dozen people. The car is really hard to move when it's in the water. Let me tell you, do not try to move a car in the water. You can't do it. A bunch of us finally got the car back onto the stand, but it was not starting. It was crazy. It was like, holy shit. So that, there was a video security camera footage video of. So that was display number one. Us floating the car, they called it the U-boat convertible. Okay. That was exhibit A. All right. Okay. The second thing we did was one night, my genius friends, while they were really messed up, we're probably on the eighth floor of the hotel. So the way the hotel was, was that there was a pool in the middle. So there was a bunch of buildings around a pool. Okay. So they decide that they're going to live the rock star life. And they're going to start taking stuff from the room, throw it out the window into the pool. So first they start small. They take the couch cushions. They take the pillows off the bed. They take a lamp or two. But you know what? As stuff is flying out the window and into the pool, other people that are just as inebriated as them don't want to miss out on the fun. Doing the same so thing. now all people from a bunch of rooms are just throwing stuff into there's like a eight foot tall pile of stuff from all different rooms in the pool. Mm. Mm. Exhibit B <laughs> in the why we should no longer do spring break is the eight foot pile of stuff in the pool. <laughs> and now exhibit C, we go back to the car. So this one, I gotta say the first two were absolutely our fault. This one, eh, I'm not sure. All right, let's see. let's see. So basically we're driving and I'm not driving. A friend of mine is driving. And in the convertible, which at this point we got to start, but what we did was number one, it had like ocean water in it. So we actually pushed it to a gas station that had a car wash thing. So we reflooded. So we got all the sand and all that stuff. So we were going to pretend that it rained and we left the top down. That was our plan for okay. trying to return it back to the car rental company to be like, oh, we don't know what happened. I guess we must have left the top down during the rain. So we just completely flooded it with water. So now what would happen is anytime we try to go anywhere, the car had like 80 miles on it. It was like brand new car. But we'd start it just like poof, poof, like very like sputtering. But we'd go there, but sputtering. And then because it had the cloth seats, mm. we had to bring five or six towels because the minute you like try to put your hand or anything, any mm. weight on the seats, the water would just come right out. So basically, we're sitting there with the cloth, as many towels as we can get on the seats, trying to drive places. So we actually decide to drive. And as we're looking around, everything's cool here. Poof, poof. I'm like, what the hell is that? There was a guy that drank so much that he decided in the middle of a crosswalk, and this is like probably 11, 12 o'clock at night, that he just laid down and went to sleep in the crosswalk wearing all black. So he had black jeans on, a black T-shirt, and a black sweatshirt, hoodie sweatshirt. So he's on the grounds blending in with the road and so we ran over his leg now we didn't know what happened but we were actually at the light and the guy jumps up and we're like holy shit we see him in the mirror we're like what the fuck he's like 10 feet behind our car and we're like dude are you okay are you okay he's like yeah man yeah he comes over like high five like he's still fucked up 
like, okay, fine. So we parked the car and we go on this Ferris wheel. We had some girls with us. So now we're on the Ferris wheel. We're on the Ferris wheel. And all of a sudden, about maybe like 15 minutes after we get on the Ferris wheel, we see like 20 police cars come and they were like, someone ran this guy's leg over. What happened? Someone ran his leg over. And we're like, holy shit. So that was exhibit three was the guy the pedestrian <laughs> leg over but the thing is that one i feel like maybe that was his fault and we did ask him and he said he was okay so really that one i don't know if we get that much credit for we're just wrong place wrong time but the other two it's definitely absolute teenage spring break absolute stupidity they were absolutely responsible for one and two yes okay so here we go <laughs> Yes, I definitely have questions. All right, let's do this. So to start off, first thing you said was that it was there was on a list of banned things. Of, of the things that we were we were they had five things. They were trying to get the, the county that we were in. Mm -hmm. The county the city council was trying to vote on if they should keep having spring break there or not. So if they should keep allowing the hotels to book rooms for spring breakers. Okay. So basically, they thought it was such a disruption. So the uh, hotels loved it because they made a lot of money during spring break. But the town, the people that live there, were like, our quality of life is so impacted in a ridiculous way Got during you. spring break. And so to make the case why they should no longer allow spring break in that county is they showed five things that spring breakers did that were insane. And we were three of those things. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So, how far was this car in the water? <laughs> okay, so I would say the car was probably like if you were, the car was floating, and I would say it was probably around like four to five feet of water. So, we could actually still like, we're from chest level mm -hmm. when we're trying to push it out. So, there was, some of the car was still up, but it took a lot of people. It actually was like a bunch of people and it was really, really difficult to move the car. Like we just were like, got as many people off the beach as we could. Uh, but it, it took a lot to get the car back onto the sand. It was really and, way heavier than we thought. And the doors were open. Well, so the doors were open. It, you know, it was just ridiculous because these guys were just so stoned. They didn't realize they could just jump out of the car. They just panicked when the car was no longer moving. And it was like, oh shit! So they just opened the door to get out, which obviously help the car sink faster so that and, didn't help and this was at night time and there's a no, so this is car. this is around like 6 30 p.m okay so the sun is still up yeah yeah the sun's still up there was a lot of people still on the beach you know and a lot of people watching us do this so they came down to try to help move the car so <laughs> i feel like they probably didn't come to help us they probably just came to be part of the story they probably just came to be like yo you never believe what i did on spring break dude this guy had the car in the ocean i pushed the car out the ocean i think they were just doing it for them not for us, but hey, we'll take any help we could get at that point. Yeah, you you need all the help. Oh Otherwise, my God. that was, undertow is going to pull that car. Oh, it right was crazy. It's so that's much. It. You think it's floating? No, it's not moving. That thing is hard to move. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> what color was this car? It was blue with a white top. Blue with a, a Chevy white top. Z twenty four. Okay. It was phenomenal. I love that car. It was <laughs> so right good. In with the water. It was beautiful. <laughs> and you know what? I feel bad because the car only had 80 miles on it. Oh but this God. is, I guess, why. I understand now why they have a different 
rate for people that are under 21 and a different rate for people under 25. Because you know uh, yes. what? At the time, I thought, this is ridiculous. Why are they doing this to us? Why are we paying double the price? It's bullshit. But now I understand that they wait undercharge us because they know spring breakers are going to be doing stupid stuff with the car. And they're going to need that extra money to pay for the insurance for it. So, yeah, absolutely right to charge us more. All right. So now, who, who, how many things did you throw out the, out into the pool? <laughs> I personally threw nothing out into the pool because I was not drunk or high. But all of my friends, there was five of us in the same room. And what we would do is we would sit there and just do stupid things all day. So basically, we would take round robin because we all had one room, five of us. Mm-hmm. So basically, we would play poker. We would play Texas Hold'em. Mm -hmm. And whoever was the top four people would get to sleep on the beds because there was beds and cots and all that. And the person that came in fifth, that came in last, that did the worst, had to sleep on the floor. Mm -hmm. So basically, it was like we had two beds, a cot, and a couch. And if you lost the most, we played for like... M&M's, all different nonsense. But whoever did the worst yeah. had to sleep on the floor. Yeah, they had to sleep on the floor because everything else was thrown out the room. What was what furniture was left in okay, the room? Okay, so in our room, we threw out, my friends threw out uh, couch cushions, all the couch cushions, um, a lamp, um, and all the pillows on the bed. And I think that's it. So they threw out all small things, but it was still like really annoying afterwards. What was the biggest what was the biggest thing thrown out? Okay, the biggest thing thrown out was a mattresses. People were throwing their bed mattresses. There was a few of the people that <laughs> literally took their mattress, folded it to get it out the window, and then boom, dropped into the pool. Wow. Thank God we didn't do that because uh, that would have been way more annoying. Yeah, because it would have been playing for who's who's not sleeping on the floor. That's it. What, yeah, what person isn't sleeping <laughs> on the floor? Exactly. Who has to stand up and sleep? Yeah, it would have been like the floor would have been the good spot. <laughs> yes, right. Yep. <laughs> yep. You can't sleep. You can't sleep on the floor tonight. Oh man. All right. So, who was the person driving when they ran over this dude? <laughs> Let's call him Jack. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, at what speed were you all going when you ran this dude over? Okay, so we were not going that fast. We're probably going like five miles an hour. It was very slow. We were coming up to a stoplight. So, he was probably okay. like 10 feet before the stoplight. So, there was a Ferris wheel, and we were looking for parking. So, we took some girls with us to go on this Ferris wheel, and then... As we're looking for parking and we're pulling up to light, we're looking around for parking, parking, parking. It was like around 11, 11 o'clock, 11, 11.30 at night. Um, thank God we're looking for parking because we were really driving slow and yeah. the light was red. So that's why we were like barely just like it was like almost like going over a speed bump very slowly. Like it wasn't, you know, so. <laughs> and it was just his legs or it was his whole or it was no, like no, a no. top half Just too. Like it was probably like around the shin area. So it was like right over the shin. <laughs> That's probably around where it was. <laughs> and he got out. And, and and then as you're at the light, he came over and high-fived you. Yeah, so he jumped up. <laughs> he was only like 10 feet behind us. 
So he jumps up and we're like, holy shit. We're like, it was almost like, like a horror movie. Like, I know what you did last summer. Like, he jumped up. We're like, ah! Like, we thought he was going to Jason mask us and try to kill us or something. But instead, he was so drunk. He was like, dude! And he's like, gave everyone high fives. We're like, yo, you're right. We just kept being like, shoot, you ran me over! Right, he just thought it was crazy, but just he was still, like, so messed up. And then basically, you know, he just kept going about his business. And we're like, you sure you're right? You sure you're right? But he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. So we're like, all right. And then we just went another block down, found parking. And got on the Ferris wheel. Now, how did you get out? Now, like, what did the cops say? Like, how did... Oh, no, the cops didn't know it was us. The cops didn't know it was us. (laughs) We did not speak to the police. (laughs) I have a different speaking to the police story. I have a few speaking to the police stories. But that's not... This this time, there was no police involved, thank God. Okay. So then, you know the one... You know the question that this all leads up to? Okay, what's the question? When you took this car... Back to the rental place. Okay, so now, now let me tell you, this is how I bring it all back to the Optimus universe. Cush, okay, because yeah, these cushions. Because you know what, you know what. <laughs> so this is what we did, right? So my whole philosophy is this, right? I always try to think of whenever I have any interaction with someone, what can I do to make their life better? I'm not thinking about me. I'm thinking about what they want and what's going to make them excited. So everyone's panicking. We're all panicking. How are we going to get this car back? But I thought to myself, you know what? If I was the person dealing with hundreds of cars, I'm sure spring break, that two or three week period is by far the busiest two or three weeks of this rental car's place entire year. And I'm sure that if we go at a time, you know, mid-afternoon, like noon to 2 p.m., it's going to be so backed up. that I'm sure there's cars on the sidewalk all over the place. They can't get to everybody. So basically, I thought to myself, you know what? I am going to find out what the busiest return time is. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring the car back there, but I'm going to tell the guy that's taking it, which is an hourly employee, probably a minimum wage employee. I'm going to tell this person, I'll be like, listen, I know we have to wait our turn. I know there's 40, 50 cars ahead of us. It'll probably take at least an hour before you get to us. I was like, but we're going to miss our flight. So let me tell you what I'm going to do. We left the $300 deposit on the car. How about you do the paperwork, you keep the $300 deposit, and you know what? For helping us out, I'm going to give you $100 in cash too because we really can't miss our flight. So it'll be like $1,000 to get a different flight. So, you know, I can't do it. So how about this? Why don't we say that you just check the car in, you keep the $300 deposit we left, you keep the $100 we give you, and we make our flight. What do you think? And the guy said, if it starts, I'll do it. So we're all sitting there like, oh, shit, 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 oh, shit. So basically, two minutes. He said, if it starts, does he think that y'all carried the car there? No, but what he was thinking was maybe we're doing this because we – Fucked the car up so much yeah. that now it's going to be on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear what. Yeah. What happened? Go ahead. So basically, we're sitting there. We're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now, everyone's thinking like, we're screwed. This is it. You know what I'm saying? There's no way. But I, being an optimist, say, you know what? I'm sure it's going to start. Those other 40 or 50 tests he's supposed to give it, I'm sure probably fail most of those. But I'm pretty confident. So far, six out of the last 10 or 12 times we tried it, it did start. So it either start on the first or second go. So I felt like it was a coin toss. I felt like we had a 50-50 chance. 
So, okay, he comes up to the car. We're, like, sweating, like, beads of sweat on our forehead. We're, like, okay, 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 okay. It was almost like playing Russian roulette. Like, now you got to pull the trigger. Is the bullet going to fire or not? And basically, he turns the key. And that two seconds of him turning the key felt like in slow motion. Like, we're watching it in slow motion. Like, and we're, like, cliffhanger. And then, boom, the car starts. We're, like, yes. Yeah, y'all cheered. And the guy, and the guy was like, "Yeah, we're like, yeah, we're gonna make our flight." Like we're just we're like, we're just we're like acting like we're excited about the flight. Oh my god! But we're like, yes. And then the guy just checked, like, yeah, it's fine. And we're like, thanks, dude. We gave him the hundred bucks, and we bounced. So that is how we wound up paying four hundred dollars for a thirty thousand dollar car. Yo, and then everything was good from there. Everything was good. So therefore, you know, I thought to myself. You know, even as an optimist, that's the thing people don't understand. It doesn't mean that just great things are going to drop into your lap. You still have to do the work. You still have to think about it. You have to take action. That's the one thing people don't realize. You need to take action. But if you take action, the universe will respond and then help you make that happen. So I sat there thinking about, okay, what can I do to give us the best chance of success? I wasn't just like, hey, let me just hope for success. No. I figured out the time when we'd have most likely chance that the guy would cooperate and do what we need him to do. And then on top of that, I incentivized the guy as much as I could. And then on top of that, we aired the car out. We left the top down the entire time to make it like dry out as much as possible. So Mm -hmm. all those things, we always parked in the sun, not out of the sun to try to get it to evaporate as much water as possible. So I did all I could to help the universe along then the universe sees that i'm working taking action and then a lot of times not always but a lot of times rewards me for taking that action okay there we go that's mm, look how that look how that came and looped Full right circle. back around look at that right back into the yep intro pretty much there you go there we go all right Last quack, last, <clears throat> last quack, last quack, <laughs> last question for you. Okay. Now, when it comes time, and you are a memory, you are no longer here physically. How would you like to be remembered? I want to remember it as a person that enjoyed his life and helped people that want to help themselves enjoy their lives too. So I will not do things for people if I don't see that they're helping themselves. So I'll help people that are already taking action. To me, I reward the action they're taking by saying, you know what? You're already trying to do something. Let me help you. So I want to be remembered as the person that if you came and you wanted to collaborate and you want to do something great, this was the person that was willing to give you time, energy, resources to help you with that vision. As long as you helped yourself, he was willing to help you. And he loved his life, enjoyed what he was doing, and tried to make it as memorable for himself and the people around him as he could. There we go. There we go. I like that. I like that. And from what I know of you, it 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 it's ba- it backs up. It makes it makes sense. Well, thank you. That that's what I look for. I try to get that image across. So I'm glad that it that it's that it's happening. That's good. That's good. Just as long, and that's. I just remember, just don't try to play him because you see what happened before. Listen, I'm nice, nice, nice until there's a problem, and then there's a problem. (laughs) All right. So before we close out, is there anything you want to leave the people with? I want to tell people. Yes, last words is this. Listen, the main thing stopping you from achieving your goals is you. Take actions every day, even if it's something small. Even if you take 10 seconds, you have a vision, you want to write a book, you want to make a movie, you want to become a comedian, 
You want to become a musician. You know what? Just every day, if you just send one text, watch one YouTube video about it, just do anything to move the ball forward. Every day you should think to yourself, what can I do even if it's five or 10 seconds to help me get closer to my dream? I'm going to actually tell people something that's a quick story, which is the marshmallow test. You know, that's the thing that they do to help people figure out if you're going to succeed in life. It's like saying, how are you going to plan for the future? So a lot of times little kids say, okay, if you could have a marshmallow right now, this is four to 10 year old kids. You could eat it right now. You're happy. But if you wait till I come back, I have to leave the room for a minute. But if you wait till I come back, if you have patience, when I come back, I'm going to give you two marshmallows. So are you willing to say, you know what, delay your gratification a little bit to have a lot more later? Are you willing to do the hard work, the persistent work that your brain as a four or five-year-old kid is like wants right now, wants the marshmallow right now? Or are you going to wait, even though you don't want to wait, but you're going to sit there and do the work and be persistent and then get your reward later? And they said the people that waited for the person to leave the room and come back, they had the best chance in life of being successful, starting their own business, of, of being in charge of things. So basically, that was one of the best indicators of future success was this marshmallow test. So I'm saying that if you're willing to do the work and you're willing to, to every day just kind of like be a little persistent, just you know, not do the easy thing, say, okay, you can do your normal job, your nine to five, whatever you're doing, that's taking care of today's stuff. But you should say to yourself every day, what steps can I take for my future? What things can I do that just, you know what? Even if the little one text, one email, read one blog post from someone, they could help me get to that two marshmallow situation, help me get to the future better self. That's it. So just little by little, you'll get there. All of a sudden, you're like, damn, how did I you know, have all this stuff? And people will start responding to it, and they'll help you get there too. So that's the best advice I can give. There we go. There we go. And take that advice, people. Um, I might take the one marshmallow and cut it in half and when he comes back i'll be like look at that i made two myself there you go this is innovator that's what i said at the beginning aj dunk all caps innovator at large that's there how you go baby there we go thanks again to my guest soren for coming on i can't make this up and going through the algorithm and sharing things that he cannot personally make up uh and all the little gems that he gave you all during the episode if you need to, go back, rewind it, and listen again. There's a lot of little things that he said that can help you. Optimism is the key. Don't sit around all sulking and being all, because uh, 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 things are still going to happen. The world's going to keep moving forward. You just got to make sure you're going with it. So thank you again for coming on. I greatly appreciate it. Again, my name is AJ Dunk, spelled all caps. You can find me at www.ajdunk.com. From there is my Facebook, my Instagram, my Twitter. It's all located at ajdunk.com. Also, you can check me out on PlayStation. It's AJ Dunk, all caps. On any other social network, Periscope is AJ Dunk. On this scope, that scope, um, underscope. On the street, it's AJ Dunk. The only exception is my Snapchat. The name is Wet Laugh. But again, my name is AJ Dunk, spelled all caps. Don't forget, laughter is always in style. And let them know, Ma.